What it is, what is up, what is good, gamers? This is Kevin, a.k.a. Shownuff71, and your auditory canals are tuned in to Season 5, Episode 5. We're going live, 5 by 5 of the Gaming Vessels Podcast. And of course, I'm not in the digital studio alone. Along with me are my partners in crime. We got Dez, the Bay Area Terror. What's going on, brother? Not much. Just happy to be here. I know it's been a while, um, and we are happy to be back. We got a jammed pack episode, uh, so I don't I don't want to spoil anything. I don't spoil anything, but uh, but just suffice to say that we are happy to be back and we got a lot to talk about. Absolutely, uh, uh, and as we've said before, adulting kind of sucks. Yes, <laughs> yes, it does. And of course, our show wouldn't be a show without Trader Joe, aka the Food Max of Gaming, who will maximize your gaming dollar. What's up? Not much, man. Just uh, sitting here on a Sunday, just uh, one day off this week, and just you know, just trying to enjoy things. I haven't even played games yet today, man. So, hey, I just got hey, I got off of work and came and came here and and started uh started recording. So, yeah. Oh. You're dedicated, man. Dedicated. So are you. Thumbs up to you, sir. Likes, likes, and thumbs up. Yep. Well, all right, folks. Well, well how are you doing, Kev? How are oh, you? I'm. I've been hanging in there. Um, you went on vacation, right? Can, what? You went on vacation, right? Uh no. I I well, gosh, since we did our last show, yeah, I did go on vacation, so that did happen. Um, so we went to, gosh, I'm trying to remember where we went to. We went to, we went up to the coast, not, we went into Carmel, but that's not where we stayed. Um, it's one of the coastal cities. We was, we was, we basically just took a couple of days, had some great, I had some great fish, some, uh, some, uh, fried cod and some extremely delicious, uh, New England style clam chowder. So I can't complain about that. So we just had a couple of days and came back and just spent the rest of the week here. So, yeah, not really much. Cool. Yeah. But uh, recently, we, there was the world's biggest fighting game tournament took place in Las Vegas, Nevada. And I think that takes place. What hotel did that take place in? The Sand? Was, nope. Mandalay Bay. Mandalay Bay. Mandalay Bay. And two of the three hosts on this show were able to attend. Uh, I was not, you know, spoiler, it, it, I was not able to go. <laughs> we missed you. Yeah, well, you know, I was uh, holding out for uh, for something for a possible uh, new job that did not that did not pull through. But uh, I was I didn't want to be, you know, out if if I did get that call. So it was kind of one of those catch 22 situations but it's all good but you two went and uh, that's going to be the focus of our show today we're going to talk about some of your experiences what you saw what you did in mandalay in mandalay bay for evo 2019 we're also going to go over some news that dropped uh during the course of the evo tournament so I'm just going to turn it over to you guys. Uh, let's just kick things off with your experience with your experiences uh, 
from your first day there at the tournament. Uh, what took place? What'd you do? What'd you see? Yeah, so f- yeah. before we start, I want to say one of the reasons why we went was not only for uh, for Evo. We also went because it was Trader Joe's birthday. So we went to Vegas uh, for Trader Joe's birthdays, a couple of us. Uh, and so we stayed at Bally's. Uh, one of our friends has uh, has like the he, he has the his finger on the pulse of what happens in Vegas and stuff. So he was able to get in there and get some deals and everything. So so it was a lot of fun. Now personally, I'm not that big of a Vegas person. Like I don't like to gamble. I will gamble. Uh, I play craps and I learned how to play. Uh, That's what I play when yeah. I go. I yeah, love I that craps. game. It's a fun game. Um, and then I and then I play. Um, I uh, learned how to play blackjack, so it was a huge. It was a fun little blackjack story we might share uh, a little bit later. But, uh, but yeah, uh, one of the reasons we went was was for uh, Joe's birthday, and it fell right around the time of Pax. I mean, of 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 uh, Evo. Right? Pax is on my mind because Joe and I are going to Pax later this later this month, and I'm sure we're gonna have a, a lot to talk about when we get back. But suffice to say, it was a fantastic, fantastic time. Uh, but uh, but that that's that was one of the things that we did while we were there. But I'll turn it over to Joe because I know Joe was super super um, into into everything. I was only there for one day. Uh, I flew in super early on Friday, stayed. We kind of hung around, and then and then um, my only experience was on Saturday, where Joe actually was there for Saturday and Sunday, so he was able to see. Uh, a lot more of it, but I'll let you go ahead and start, Joe, because I, I know this is something that you were super, super happy about, super passionate about. And I, I'm just dying to hear your take on it. Well, just to kind of put the dollop, the uh, the kind of describe the trip in all. I mean, pretty much we all arrived. I we I got there Thursday night on there. I know you flew in Friday morning and super uh, early. Oh my god, I'll never do that again. <laughs> Ugh, flight was at 6 a.m. We were so we were up at like th- uh, four o'clock, four o'clock, yeah. yeah. And we got to the airport. It was crazy, and there was a super long line to get through. To get through, I was just like, "What?" It was crazy. Yeah. So we didn't decide to go both days because um, Evo ran from Friday to Sunday yeah. on there, and basically Friday and Saturday was a, at an event center inside Mandalay Bay, kind of like a like a convention hall and then Sunday was held at the Mandalay Bay event center, which required a separate ticket to get into. And this is my first time to Evo. I've been a fighting game player since like, you know, since the dawn of fighting games, I think all of us here could probably attest to that. I mean, hell I met Desmond at an arcade playing Samurai Showdown one of all places at the neon arcade in Fresno. That's how we met. You know, if I, if I hadn't been an arcade rat from way back when, um, I would have never met Desmond. You know, it's mm-hmm. like it's been all those times back in like 1990. What? You were a, a oh senior in high school, right? No, it was, I was. A, I think it was a junior. You were a junior. So <laughs> okay. 93, 94. Yeah, somewhere around there. I think Yeesh. it was 94. Actually, I so. think it might have been 94. <laughs> it was 94, yeah, because I was uh, living with the two other guys over there um, around what Herndon and, and Fresno over there at the Fox Tree Apartments. Yeah, yeah, and, cause, yeah, yeah, because you had just moved out of your parents' place. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. So, so just to kind of place the time and whatnot, you know. But uh, 
Um, it was just fun because, you know, I, I just casually play fighting games. I'm not, you know, people ask me, oh, are you going to go there to compete? And it's like, oh, hell, spend the deal <laughs> on there. I would love to at least replicate, you know, how we were back when on there. And even way back when I wasn't, you know, I'm still not the greatest. I could tell you right now I am dedicated with if I get dedicated to a particular game, you know, like Virtua Fighter or something, I could, you know, start maining with a particular character and kind of going from there. But uh, it's just uh, so fun to go and be able to go over there and um, see everyone participate and just kind of be an observer, you know, just as. And one thing I could say, too, is that uh, being there and being in the thick of things made me want to play more fighting games. I haven't been playing as much fighting games as I have been in the last few years on there. And I know, Kevin, you've lamented the same on social media after watching the finals too right mm-hmm. yeah uh it, it, it is like that every evo that i've been watching it for online for a number of years and i always yeah, get I have that too, yeah. that urge to want to get back in there but something something else game wise always pulls my attention because fighting games used to be i don't think they were always they were ever my favorite genre but they were like a really close second uh, and I just really haven't been doing the. Uh, I buy a lot of fighting games, but I hardly ever play them. So, mm. yeah, yeah. Just to kind of give bad. Just trying to get more background on our trip. But uh, Friday, yeah, we did wind up going around town. We, uh, I meant to go to the Pinball Hall of Fame. We never swung by there. Um, but uh, it's one thing I'll have to go again if we do go again uh, to go down there. There's a particular Pinball Hall of Fame that has a bunch of different tables did you wind up going there with uh, paul on nope. saturday no paul went by himself i mean i've oh. been there before gotcha. last time i was there so but uh yeah yeah so yeah i'm not a vegas guy either you know you know you mentioned des i don't gamble i this is like the um <laughs> third time i've been to vegas since 1994 for god's sake so it's like a little i went there for playstation experience back in what uh, 2005 i think and with you kevin uh, we stayed at the Silver Sevens Casino, which was uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah was it that was, long ago. No, it was two thousand. It was it two thousand fifteen. Two thousand fifteen. Did I say two thousand five? Yeah, you yeah. Said I was like, yeah. that's, oh, okay. that's, a, that's, a, that's a ways away. It yeah, is man. further back. Yeah, I, so. I meant two thousand fifteen. So yeah, so yeah, but. Uh, you know, trip was cool. Uh, going there on the second day kind of made me wish I went there on the first. Uh, we missed the Soul Calibur Six finals on there, but uh, just going out on the floor, first thing we did was we just went to the different uh, you know tables that were available. There's a lot of vendors, you know, a lot of people selling personal prints, uh, stickers, um, you name it. Uh, a lot of pins too. So yeah, I know enamel pins, charms. Uh, based on fighting characters, based on Final Fantasy, based on JRPGs, it's just a lot of stuff that you could you could you could get. Now, now being someone who has gone to like many comic book conventions, I've been to many comic conventions. It was very interesting to see like that Venn like that Venn diagram of like fighting games and like and like it's it's like you have one one circle is like fighting games, another circle is you know anime another circle is like you know you know prints and so there's like there's a little space in the center where like all this kind of coalesces so it's it's a lot there's just a lot there I, I at first i expected it just to be this giant um 
you know, theater. Actually, that was going to be like a giant theater, and when you go in, you sit down, and, you, and you'd watch these people playing, you know. I, but at this one, it was like a giant warehouse that was just kind of opened up in, like, one section. It, it, it was a lot like, you know, a, a comic convention that was set up, you know, but you know, but, but they had, like, like the back area was just, was just like, you know, if it was like a football field, like to, to the left was all of the... Um, was like the main stages with everything and it was like these giant you know projectors and and you know um seats and and three different uh screens and then off to the back uh, the back of it was like the smaller stages with with chairs and then towards the center uh were all of the uh major booths like nintendo was there um people that do blaze blue tag battle was there uh uh Dark whole, system works. Yeah, yeah, dark system works is there, and they had a whole bunch of different um, people showcasing their stuff. And then off to the one side was like the independent, not independent, but it was just like the smaller, the smaller games that were that were that were really kind of like it seemed like the the areas off to the sides were where they were having all the um the 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 matches where they or, or they were kind of whittling it down from like the thirty yeah, forty the... people to to like the top four or the top eight, and then and then they would move them onto the stages for like the top fours like the you know and, and stuff like that yeah. so it's really kind of cool how they how they separate it out the big thing for me that i love is i, is I love enamel pins that is I, i'm a huge pin collector and i saw some really cool pins that that folks were making so i was like okay this is really cool so you know uh, that was fun and our friend nick who was there he he you know he he uh, refurbishes and 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 takes and and he loves you know making arcade cabinets and so he was in like hog heaven because th- there's actually three different booths that were selling you know various different joystick configurations buttons uh wiring all kinds of stuff and i was just like damn like it was it was it was very eye-opening for me you know how how it was it was sort of like a comic convention, but completely different. So it, it was it was a very interesting kind of eye opening thing. And like they, they were selling old monitors. It, it, it was like it was sort of like a tech show as well. Um, one of the things that I really, really, really enjoyed was seeing the uh, independent, um, the the indie fighting game people who were showcasing their games. That they had a they had a small section, um, not a small section, but medium sized but they were showcasing their uh their games that 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 they were uh interested in um and i was just like wow this is really cool um some of the games you know that's the thing i like so joe and i in the past have gone to uh day of the dev which is a uh which is a, a, a um an indie developers conference that's held in san francisco and joe joe and i and i have gone to that and you know Double Fine is like the, the the indie darlings there, you know. Now they're bought by you know Microsoft. Microsoft. So, so we'll yeah. see. But but it was cool seeing that because I, like I I I have much love for like indies and and them doing that stuff was really kind of cool. So so it the layout was very interesting when you walked in. Um, one thing that was really kind of interesting that 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 threw me off a bit was. You know, at Comic Con or Comic Convention, like the whole thing is is to go there and to look around and to shop and to and to and to meet meet people and stuff like that. Here, it was a lot different because like the 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 consumerism, you know, was was a lot less because you were actually there to watch them fight and and to watch the fighting stuff. And yeah, so a lot that of people were there to compete too. Yeah, you know? yeah, and, and you're and you're there to compete. Like as we saw so many people walking around 
with their with their sticks, you know, their with with their with their with their like you know their their pads, you know, with their sticks. And I was just like, damn, was like people are no, like no joke because because seriously, like I, I I'm just complete noob. I walked in, I'm thinking, oh, they don't provide controllers, and just like no, and I was like. But I thought, but but what do you play with? It's like they bring their own controllers and shit. And I was like, what? And like, yeah, people get serious about this. I, I totally thought it was something that was super cash, super. And then I thought, wait a minute. But my normal train of thought, I'm like, okay, if this is a competition, and this is like, you know, people are coming and it's and it's on like TV, and we're in Vegas. I bet people are betting on these matches. <laughs> I was like such a noob. I'm like, hmm, and we're at a casino. And Joe's like, yeah, they probably got like a whole bunch of like money riding on this on these games. And I'm like, yeah, I guess they would. That kind of makes sense. Just it just made me feel so stupid. I was like, oh, that makes sense. Duh, <laughs> duh. Now, what were some of your highlights, Joe? Uh, just to me to just to see the different boots. I haven't been to a gaming show since the last place in it playstation experience so it's just cool to just to go boot the boot take a look at things uh the anime evo section which i don't know if you know was a lot of like smaller bracket tournaments for certain games including stuff like you know teenage mutant ninja turtles tournament fighters on the super nes on their uh wind jammers which you know played up on the main stage later uh watching some of the super street fighter 2 turbo they had even some tournaments for uh, Vampire Savior uh, for uh, Project Justice on that, and so just seeing the smaller games, just you know, brackets being played. I know at one point uh, I noticed where the Virtua Fighter Five Final Showdown players were at, and being able to watch them play for a little bit, you know. And there's no prominence, there's no nothing on the big screen projector for these smaller games, but there's still support for players that actually want to go out there. And if that's their jam, that's their game. <laughs> there you go. That's their game on there. And, uh, also too, just, uh, to be able to go ahead and, uh, you know, enjoy my birthday with all you, you know, fine folk, you know, Desmond and my friend, Nick and Dom and everything. That's another side version of the trip as well. And then, uh, you know, the gamble, on the tables for the first time in real life, you know, me, you know, a man in his late forties, never sitting down and properly gambling on, on the table before, you know, I got the gumption up and I didn't lose too much money. I broke even the first night, wound up losing the money the last night on there. And so, um, you know, it's just something to where, you know, a lot of different things were done and a lot of new experiences were had on there. Uh, about Evo itself, I mean, the first day that we went on the Saturday, on the second day of the event, I mean, pretty much I know you took off, but afterwards a lot of it was just a lot of observation on there. We'll go over the results later uh, about who won which uh, tournaments on there, but we had a chance to witness the Dragon Ball um, Fighters uh, finals on there. I know you were watching it on Twitch or YouTube, Kevin, but uh, it was just fun to see. You know, I didn't get to really see a lot of the bracket play prior to the final match between Sonic Fox and I uh, forgot what Goichi Goichi yeah on there but I know it was pretty exciting to watch it's, it's different watching you know from way far away I know and just it's fun to see what the crowd reactions were and so on and so forth and then watching it because we're kind of set to the side we're waiting to watch the Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo Final Four which uh, was very rewarding on there, but uh, 
you know, by all means, I mean, uh, it was exciting to watch in person. I'm looking forward to probably we'll make plans to go to EVO 2020. I don't know. How about you guys on there? I would love to take you for your first time, Kev, if, if you're down. So, yeah, yeah. Um, there, there, like I said, there was like a slight chance that I'd be able to make it, but that was that uh, that w- did not pan out. But yeah, I'll definitely uh, perfect uh, purposely plan to attend next year. Um, so yeah, I definitely, I definitely want to go uh, for sure. Yeah. And then as far as the highlights from the second day that I attended, of course, uh, we watched, um, Arthur million, uh, the Arcana blood tournament and got to watch the finals for that, which, you know, love, you know, smaller niche fighting game on that, but, uh, seemed it was pretty cool. And then we watched the wind jammers, uh, final four as well, which included like some appearances from Austin Creed, uh, on there and got the kind of witness all the tomfoolery on there and, and there's no joke you know tournament wind jammers is you know, no joke after playing the game for a while and watching them just doing the back and forth they had the french uh guy from france that was the world champion previously there is actually a wind jammers belt and he wound up uh spoiler alert wound up winning the tournament altogether and beating the usa on there now, one thing I just I didn't like is that I noticed both on uh, the second day and also on the last day you had to deal with kind of those USA USA chants on there, which you know, to me it's just I'm not, I am proud of the USA, but at the same time I don't want this to become a, like a country like you know, um, like nationalism kind of thing. You know, I'm there to support the best fighter. I'm not there to say USA USA. You know, so. Well, you know, there's a there's a, some history behind that. It's because for so long Japan dominated so many areas, so many so many fighting games over the years. Because remember, Evo kind of started in like somebody's garage. You know, they just put some arcade cabinets and some consoles together, and uh, you know, it it grew to into what it what it is now. And it's not just Evo. It is like um, uh, there's like some other big tournaments that both go on internationally and stateside. And for so long, Asia just dominated everybody because they had the best players. So when uh, U.S. players started breaking that glass ceiling and getting into getting into the top 16, getting into the top eight, getting into the top four and eventually winning, it was just you know, seeing that, you know, we were, we were step, we as, uh, gamers were stepping up, we're stepping up our, our, we're stepping up our game, so to speak. And, uh, we were able to compete on an international stage, you know, like, uh, you know, cast like Sonic Fox is probably going to go down in history as one of the best fighting game players ever, you know, just like Justin Wong, just like, uh, uh, there's a couple other guys whose names, you know, all the and all the other guys I'm thinking of are not American. So that's where that chant comes from. It's not, you know, it's it's not some it's not some you know, mega spinoff or anything like that. It is just because it's been so long historically uh, that uh, Americans have been competing and hitting those upper brackets and even winning these big tournaments because they were just uh, dominated by Japan and Korea for just so long. 
that that's where that comes from. Gotcha. So it's not just a big old like USA. USA. No, 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 no. It's not. Yeah. There's there there's a there's a history behind that, and um, I mean we'll we'll get to it. But when I, I think of Arslan Ash, I mean who competed in the tournament in the Tekken Seven tournament, I mean everybody was 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 hyped for that guy, and and he's from Pakistan. So. You know, it, it's not just uh, it's not just, you know, you know, uh, a, a G.I. Joe moment, <laughs> you know, uh, it is just because that Americans have just it's been so long since we've been actively winning, competing and winning in those upper brackets, hitting those hitting those finals and winning some of those tournaments. That, that's where that comes from. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. And as far as that second day, that my first day of the Evo, yeah, we did finish it up with Windjammers and uh, from there got something to eat. Uh, we did not stay for the Mortal Kombat 11 finals. I did watch it on my phone in the hotel room after recovering from uh, that uh, audacious Chicago deep dish pizza we ate on my actual birthday uh, at Geodarna. Geo, if I could pronounce it accurately. About, help me out, Desmond. No, you got this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, was it like Giordano's? See, Giordano's, yeah. So I, I'm, I'm Italian, and I should be pronouncing it properly. So I just got to think of that old school um, inker from uh, DC mm-hmm. uh, that uh, has, has shared the same last name, you know, Giordano or Gio. <laughs> God, I'm I'm gonna give up. But yeah, uh, it's we probably did... probably the best. Yeah, we did did have some great Chicago deep dish for some I've ever had it and enjoyed that quite a bit on there. So, and then of course we'll talk about who won at Evo. So let's go ahead and go and discuss that. Of course, uh, day two, uh, Dragon Ball Fighters. Well, well, before you go into that, let me ask you guys this: some was there like Des? You mentioned that you were into the uh, indie scene over there was there was there any indie games that kind of caught your attention um yeah there were a couple um unfortunately i can't remember the name of them off the top of my head i really wish i had to took notes about this because i knew that i was going to come back and and do this um uh, one of the games was samurai gun 2 yeah yeah that that was one of the ones um but it was so what are the ones so okay so one of the things that was very interesting to me was that it was all indie fighting games so like it was it, it was like a niche within a niche cuz i cuz like i've never really seen indie fighting games you know like i guess uh, what is it skullgirl started like that yeah um so it was really interesting to see those you know those games and various different you know like because like you really like I really don't see um, when I'm looking at indie games and stuff I just don't see a lot of indie fighting games I just I just don't so so to see that and to and, and to walk around and look at that was was really quite um, was quite interesting um, another game that I thought was really kind of cool was uh, River City Girls <laughs> I got to see uh some of that and then uh, oh yeah we talked about this on the show last time on last episode yeah so. yeah so joe was talking about that you know yeah you know 
Because like he was, because we were walking around together, and he pointed, "Oh, there's Kev's game right over there, <laughs> River, River City Girls." And I was like, "Okay." So I started looking. I was like, "Oh, it's a beat 'em up." And I was, and he was "Yeah, like, that's yeah. a Arc System Works published game. That's why I was in their booth." So yeah, but it was kind of cool, you know. So so it was fun, you know, walking around. Um, and if I had like I, I didn't I but I picked up some of their their, their stuff. I thought I did pick up some of their stuff, but I but I think uh, when we were cleaning, because like because I. I, I Again, I have a whole bunch of stuff from Comic Con. Just went went to that uh, while we were away. Um, so went to Comic Con, got a whole bunch of stuff from Comic Con. Went to Evo, got a whole bunch of stuff from Evo. Then we're getting ready to go to um, uh, PAX, so I'm just gonna get a whole bunch of stuff at PAX. So it's just like the front room is just like covered in stuff, you know, and <laughs> swag and stuff. So it's just like, oh, where we get this from? Oh, so so yeah, it's just a lot of stuff like laying mm-hmm. around. But there were, so, but, but again, there were a couple of games that, 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 that definitely, you know, we'll look forward to if I can just remember what they look like or what the names of. Okay. So, um, and my last question before we move on to the next segment is, uh, did you guys, I know in prior Evos and some of the bigger tournaments, they have like casual setup where it's not people that are actually competing in Evo. They're just, you know, maybe fans of a certain type of game. And they're just getting together for like a side tournament or a casual thing. Did you guys see any of that? And yeah. Uh, yeah, were there any games in particular that were being played that maybe you were a fan of from a long time ago? You know, getting a chance to see some high end play in there that uh, kind of impressed you. Well, one of the things that that we did see was a lot of people playing their games on PCs. So there was a lot of uh, emulation. So so there was. There were tables set up with like chairs around, and people were literally just bringing their, their laptops out, and they were sitting there playing games. Um, I wish I had been a little bit more like you know upfront, you know, um, and a little bit more outgoing. That's kind of funny, but I, you know, and actually walking in was like, oh, what game are you playing and stuff like that? Because there were a lot of various people just kind of sitting around, uh, huddled around this laptop, you know, playing, uh, playing various. Um, uh, 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 you know, em- emulated games, you know, this is the best thing I can say because it was on a PC. So, um, so I saw a lot of that and I thought that was, I thought that was really kind of cool. And then, um, uh, one thing I did, another thing that, that, that I, that I noticed was, um, was they were doing a lot of that and they had a kind of a separate, smaller arcade with cabinets, uh, set up and, and they had one of those, remember, um, those old Neo Geo cabinets, where you would press the white button and it'd go to a different game and it cycled through the different games. You could pick the game you wanted to play. Yeah, the multi-cabs. Yeah, yeah. So they had one of those, which was weird, though, because like not a lot of people were playing it. And they had like classic you know, Neo Geo games in a cabinet. And I was like, oh, that, that was kind of fun. And it was, I'm sure it was... And I'm sure it was um, free to play, but like not a lot of people were actually playing it. And I thought, okay, that's kind of... It's kind of sad. You know, and I wish, you know, I would have challenged Joe. We could have played... Um, because honestly, what I thought would have been really super cool is actually, instead of having it done on a computer or on a, on a PS4 or whatnot, and I, and I know this is, this is honestly because, um, it's just easier to do this, but I would love for them to like put up on a stage, an actual cabinet and they cook the cabinet up to a, um, like onto a screen. So, so the person, so the people would stand up. They'd be they'd be in front of a of a of an actual arcade cabinet and they would play the game on, on a cabinet instead of like on a on a um on a PS4 with like a with like a controller. Like I thought that'd be so cool. Like have wires running from the 
from the cabinet to like a projector and so they're projecting on you know what the people are playing like something like that i think that would be so novel and just so cool to have like to really have these people you know play this game on a cabinet and then project what they're playing i think that would be the coolest and and have it be like a tournament and so what would happen is is it, it would be like a it, it, it'd be like a strongman competition so what would happen is you'd have like you'd have like you know five dollars or you'd buy in however much you wanted or, or or maybe you just had one quarter and you had to basically see how long you can make that quarter last and there'd be a whole bunch of people behind you and that would, that's how it would be and so whoever had the most string of wins would would win a prize i thought i thought some 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 shit like that would be really super cool to do and like and, and then project it you know, uh, in the back, you know, or just something like that. I, I just thought that that'd be really a really kind of like cool thing to do and have tournaments like that, you know. And so like it'd be certainly it would literally just be like a strongman tournament, you know, just like you get one quarter and that was it. You put your quarter in, you play, you win, you win, you keep going, you lose, you're out, you know. <laughs> you should check out you should check out uh, Super Battle Opera. Really? Uh, OK, I'm right. Yeah, there down. is uh, there. It's a tournament in Japan that is kind of similar to that it's kind of like you know winter stays you know taking all all challengers i i don't think that's how it it runs for the entire tournament but i believe that is a type of uh uh you know mode or an aspect of that tournament that is played and it's all it's usually uh at least the ones that i've seen it's been like street fighter 3 you know vampire savior a uh, couple of times it's been like maybe uh, Melty Blood, and it, they have the Japanese style cabinets in which you know that sit down where it's you know one person has each person has their own cabinet to themselves, mm-hmm. you know back to back, and it's you know winner stays like King of the Hill one winner stays loser you know Locks. it's like next, yep. <laughs> so yeah you, you know, go on YouTube and check out the uh, Super Battle Opera. That sounds uh, you'll amazing. You'll probably find some things like uh, some aspects of what you'd be interested in. That sounds out amazing. There. Like I, I really would think that was cool. You know, have Joe like topple over a game when he loses and stuff, just really <laughs> taking it back. You know, another thing, another thing that that I was really kind of disappointed about, and I really was hoping because like I started watching, uh, I started watching uh, the uh, fighting game fights. And I really started watching for uh, the pop-offs. I thought the pop-offs were so funny. And just, I know you're probably not supposed to do it because it's not sportsmanlike or whatever. But but I tell you, some of these pop-offs are, are hella funny. And there wasn't any pop-offs. So I was really kind of, I was really kind of sad about that. But I got to keep it professional, man. Come on. Wow. Wow. Come on, man. Yeah. Only, so- only in the, I mean, if you want to go up there and lose and then get all angry maybe <laughs> you could do a pop-off yourself <laughs> Is that that I mean, captain I, I think we, uh, the pop-offs that take place at evo are a little bit more subtle yeah uh and you they're usually between people that have had a long time rivalry yeah like uh, sonic fox and goichi uh goichi really didn't have like a we're going to talk about that you know later he didn't really have a uh, a pop off. It was just a really emotional event for him because he's he had you know for the past like I want to say two years and particularly last year he had always gotten up to like second spot or third spot maybe from two years ago in in Dragon Ball Fighters but you know never won it 
and it was ju- it was just one of those things for him that he he finally was able to get that Evo win because I believe he has won all the other Dragon Ball Fighter Z tournaments globally, uh, culminating uh, at, well it doesn't end with Evo. There's like another one that's coming up. Uh, that and he's won all those others. It's been Evo that's been the one that uh, uh, that has been a, that that you know always the bridesmaid, never the bride type of thing. Mm-hmm. So I think the pop offs were either more emotional base or more kind of more kind of subtle. Uh, not like the one, not like and, and if you want to see pop offs, there's. <laughs> There's plenty of pop-offs at more local style tournaments that go on between competitors. And it's kind of something I wouldn't say it's frowned upon by the GDC. It is just something that if it's not kept in check can really, you know, cause yeah. problems. So, I the, the, when that when it's a good pop-off, it's 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 really entertaining to see. Uh, yeah, but when it's like a toxic pop off, you know, then everyone is just it's like, OK, we can, you know, controllers are thrown, you know, chairs are thrown, <laughs> that type of thing. Yeah. So, Joe, uh, to answer Kev's question, did you see anybody? Because you were there the last you were there the last day. Were you seeing anybody uh, doing anything or or playing anything or or um the uh, last day, the last day was in the Mandalay Bay event center. Oh, so, so basically, um, we didn't go back to the place we went to, uh, Des. Uh, basically, it was just basically in an arena, just like if I was watching a wrestling event or a uh, UFC event on there. Basically, there was just a stage at the end of the arena and uh, a bunch of seats set up, and it was basically sold out. It was full. So. Wow. But uh, we got there a little bit uh, after nine o'clock on Sunday when uh, under night and was under night and birth. It was Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle was starting on that. And we watched the entire tournament for that. So and uh, pretty much even though there's a lot of, um, you know, it's not as good as Blaze Blue Central Fiction necessarily, even though I played that just a little bit. I know you don't have a lot of affinity towards Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle, Kevin, right? No, but you know when they announced 2.0 and they and they said there's going to be some very substantial changes to the system. I might take a look at that once 2.0 drops. Yeah, we enjoyed me, my friend Dom and Nick. Uh, we enjoyed watching Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle enough so so. I went ahead this week and bought the game, so I just want to definitely check it out and see what's up. But we um, started initially with that, and then from there, uh, Street Fighter Five tournament uh, happened on there and just watching all the minutiae with that, you know, obviously street fighter five, I haven't played too, too much of since it debuted quite a few years ago on PlayStation four exclusively, at least um, console wise on that. But I enjoyed that quite a bit. And then Tekken seven, of course. And then after that we took off cause you know, we would been there since like from nine up till like around six o'clock. We didn't stay for the smash um, final on there, which I know a lot of people are, a big fan of I was watching a little bit after getting back from the um, dinner that night and basically I was enjoying that a bit but you know it's just kind of in, in my mind too much people I was um, going to the event with Nick and Dom were not big into Smash at all so pretty much that's the reason why we took off right then and there didn't stick around for Smash even though it would have been probably pleasant to watch 
on there. So, and uh, that's pretty much uh, at least my participant and just observing Evo and just, you know, just enjoying being at the show, being in Vegas for my birthday. And, uh, you know, one thing too, the Mandalay Event Center, man, both, both days we were there, man. They keep that place ice cold, almost too much to my detriment, unfortunately, on there. And I'm used to the heat, you know. So, uh, Desmond, were you uh, too cold in that event center? No, I liked it. I thought it was fine. Um, I know you started falling asleep, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know you was getting all nice and cozy. You... Yeah, you know heat causes body funk. And body funk at a big gathering is a is a bad thing. Yeah, that's a no no. Got to refrigerate to coming up. Bo away. Oh, there was still some bo there, so <laughs> there was still some bo. I know Desmond, you were mentioning that you were surprised by the number of cosplayers that were there. Yeah, so. there were a lot of cosplayers, which I thought was great. You know, I'm thinking, you know, it's a it's a valid form of expression, and I'm thinking, like, I'm like, yeah, this is awesome. So, yeah. Good deal. All right. Let's kind of go over what happened and who won at Evo. So let's go. All right. Let's start out here. Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Uh, of course, witnessed this in person, but uh, it was in the finals. It was Sonic Fox versus Goichi on there. And uh, pretty much Goichi won. I was a pretty good match, Kevin, from what you remember. Yeah, it was really it was really good. Um I can't remember if because uh, Goichi, I don't think lost up until uh, up up until uh, f- uh, finals, and I think Sonic Fox was coming was trying to come back from losers. I can't re- I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, I think if he was, was coming back from losers. Bracket. Yeah, I can't remember if it was Goichi that put him in losers or if it was somebody else. But uh, yeah, uh, Fox was he dang near. Uh, brought on the reset. It was like I think it was one match away from reset, if I'm remembering correctly. But uh, yeah, that those two um, their their Dragon Ball Z matches are always epic. Um, so I real I I really enjoy watching that match go down. I, I, me personally, I was kind of sort of pulling for Koichi because he's like. Like I said, yeah, the Evo has. I think uh, Sonic Fox has been a two-time Evo champion. He's actually been a two-time, maybe a three-time Evo champion in multiple games. Uh, I think he's won uh, multiple games in the same year. Uh, so it was. I, I was glad to see uh, Goichi finally get his uh, uh, get get his uh, get his tournament win. He seems like a really likable guy. Everyone that I've seen on Twitter who's met him, you know, talk to him and, you know, he'll give people, you know, kind of off the cuff pointers on, you know, how to step their game up. He seems like a really uh, humble, uh, likable person. So, so glad to see him get that win. Good deal. I know that uh, Sonic Fox was <laughs> tweeting, you know, may, may the best gay guy win, you know, basically because both, both Sonic Fox and Goichi are um, uh, gay and kind of talking about just the uh, amb- you know as far as how open the fighting game community can be uh, towards you know 
alternative or different things going about. So, well, I mean, it's been that way for a long time. I yeah. mean, uh, uh, what's his name? Okay, I can't remember. He used to play Dalcine. Uh, uh, no, no, not Dalcine, but Chun Li. He's always been like a Chun Li player. And, you know, he went from being a male to a female. And I can't remember what his uh, what his compete uh, competition handle was, because I think that changed, too. But, yeah, the, 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 the there are times when the fighting game community's uh, toxicity is well warranted. And I think it's still kind of well warranted when it comes to new players trying to learn uh the deeper mechanics of a game, uh, I, you'll see that mostly on the on the uh, system boards, though. Like Shoyuken.com is like, I wouldn't recommend anybody go who's trying to get into a particular game, go to that, go to that website because some of the stuff that goes on is like, dude, <laughs> if you're trying to be if you're trying to be welcoming. And it's been it's been a, like it's been a good three or four years since I've been on those on those uh, message boards. So maybe it's gotten better. I don't want to throw shade where where none is due, but when I was on there, it was really rough for people trying to learn a new game because people come, oh, get good. Well, you're an effing scrub. You know, if you're trying to grow fighting games in general and that you know grow it from uh, what it is to what it could be. Uh, the way not to do it is to antagonize new people who are trying to learn. I agree. That's not how you do it. So, uh, but I think the best way is probably to get involved in your local scene if there is one. If you live in a, in a metropolitan area uh, that is big enough to support a local scene for whatever fighting game you're playing. Or get involved. I would I would say get involved with some of the YouTube streamers because there's a lot of YouTube streamers that specialize in specific games, and from their channels you can get a lot of tips and tricks, uh, strategies for specific characters. I think it's uh, that is a much more welcoming and a better way to go if you're trying to learn a game than going to the traditional message board. That's just my opinion, though. Good deal, yeah. And other results, and I'm kind of covering what I noticed. I know Mortal Kombat 11, Sonic Fox one on there, but uh, I'm not big into MK11. I just watching a little bit of the final on there. I don't know if you guys had a chance to watch it, Kev, or not. I watched some of it. I'm not an MK dude at all, <laughs> but I did watch. I watched some. I didn't watch the. I didn't watch the finals. I watched the semis. And some of that was pretty interesting, but I, I just I don't know what it is about Mortal Kombat. I just was never, ever able to get into it. Hmm. Neither was yeah. I. I don't know. It's, maybe it's just I, I never really understood why there's a blocking button. Right? I don't want to press <laughs> on a two D fighter. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I don't want to press a button. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I don't. I don't think MK. They changed that back at either when was it MK ten or nine? I can't remember when the where it became blocking was done conventionally. But yeah, no, yeah. no. I just after that I was like, now nah, never play this game. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and then 
Uh, Soul Calibur Six was ran the first day at Evo, so I totally missed that all together. And I haven't. I missed Soul, you too. Soul Calibur Six at all, so I'll have to go back and take a look at the uh, footage of the finals for that on there. Uh, take a look on that. Um, Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle. I did happen to see that live. I don't know if you watched that at all, Kevin, or not. But uh, I watched some of it. I I was actually called away to take care of some stuff, but. But I wound up miss wound up missing the uh, the final. Yeah, I watched the final. The USA actually won, which is kind of crazy for a Arc System Works game to actually have a U.S. player one. But Shinku Oscar James uh, pretty much uh, won the final, and um, I, I wouldn't say it was dramatic, but he did go and put on a, a good showing uh, for sure. Do you remember his team? Uh, don't know what team he's involved with now. He might. No, I mean, to... I mean his the characters that he used. Oh, not nah, not off the top of my head on there. I know a lot of people were using Ruby on there. I know. Um, God, I'm trying to look right now. Looks like he was using um Ruby and Yang. Um, okay. These two characters, yeah, on there, which I know a lot of people use Ruby uh, from what going back and forth but uh not sure what uh series yang is from she's from ruby she's from ruby as well yeah she's the blonde girl with the with the gauntlets yeah she's from me that's actually ruby's sister gotcha see i haven't even watched ruby so i wouldn't be able to tell you as far as uh if it was from uh you know blaze blue under night in birth you know i should be able to tell from the character designs at least to see what was out but uh i did not watch any of the under nine and birth exe late st uh mm-hmm. tournament footage at all i did kind of watch a little bit on the floor on the second day but i know they did have the championships there on that did you get a chance to check any of that out i watched some of it i did i did not recognize any of the competitors Gotcha. Uh, but you know the neat thing about Undernight in Birth, it, it's really cool how far that you know that game kind of start kind of well, it's an offshoot or uh, a spiritual sequel to uh, Melty Blood, which was very niche. And Undernight came in as kind of like a niche within what's con- often considered a niche uh, subset of gaming in general. Uh, the neat thing about Undernight and Birth, which I think is kind of dope, is that the tournament scene for that game, like, takes place in very Fight Club-esque environments. Like, uh, people will get together on subways. They'll get together in public b- bathrooms with their laptops <laughs> and arcade sticks. And there will be, like, Undernight and Birth literal fight clubs in, like, coffee shops and public bathrooms and at bus stops and it's just kind of like that thing you just kind of have to know where it is in order to compete and i just it, you know because the whole premise of the game itself are these uh these fighters that are competing under the dark of night where every nobody else is around and you know using these supernatural powers to fight each other and the the fight scene for that game takes place kind of in a similar venue in a similar in, in a similar means which i think is pretty killer i, I just saw that you know, and seeing that game get uh get prominence uh on the main stage was pretty cool so uh i'm i'm 
I like Under Nine in Birth. I think it, it's its fight systems are uh, kind of complicated. They're not like like Blaze Blue complicated, but they are kind of complicated. So I probably should uh, try and get a little bit more into that game. Uh, but I, I'm just really happy with uh, its prominence to the main stage at Evo. I think it's pretty cool, considering what what go, what it, it, it's under its fight scene, its local fight scene is. I think that's really neat. All right, and then Street Fighter Five, of course, uh, main stage last day on there. Ultimately, it came down to between Bon Chan and Big Bird on there, and Bon Chan pulled it out and. Uh, you know, watching this live, I mean, I know I was thought Big Bird had a good chance because he was like mowing the brackets down. Yeah. For crazy, but you know, Bonchan just kind of stayed in there and and stood strong. I know he was playing Karen uh, during the final on there, but you know, he was varying his characters too. I think he went to, if I'm not mistaken, to Zangief. I think, or uh, there was another character he was playing, going back and forth on that. So on that but uh you know big bird with his uh, uh rashid play was just kind of you know yeah you know. his rashid was beast <laughs> was straight beast i mean it, it, i've rashid he, he i think he's one of the care one of the players i i've heard of him before i haven't watched a whole lot of his his matches but he's one of those characters one of those players that took rashid from i don't think he was ever a low tier character so he's kind of in that mid to low, but he he came up with some systems for Rashid that makes him like, you know, a top tier uh, a, a top tier character in that game. Uh, his his fifty fifties are are that he can do with that uh, the V trigger where that tornado comes up and it just shuts down all of your escape options. It's it's, it's crazy. And I was very surprised by Infectious's um, demeanor. I mean, they advertise him as being just a cold cat, you know, no emotion showing whatsoever on that. So just to see him up on stage and just, uh, you know, keep his demeanor up there and uh, kind of go from there. And then mm-hmm. there was another cat up there playing uh, Street Fighter V. Uh, In- Infectious also handpicked by Daigo. Was uh, it? To, to literally be his successor in the uh, fighting game, <laughs> in the fighting game uh, competing scene for Street Fighter. Because uh, Daigo, he, he, he's kind of retired, but kind of not. You know, he, you know, he's like selling books and funding E-teams. And, you know, he's got like this whole business uh, behind his brand, which is pretty neat. But... Uh, he picked Infectious uh, as the uh, he was the uh, the UK guy, right? He was from the UK, if I'm not yeah, mistaken. Yeah, yeah, he's from the yeah. UK. Yeah, uh, Daigo handpicked him to literally be, you know, the beast number two <laughs> <laughs> to wrestle. He was carrying a lot of weight, and I think I think he 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 played admirably. He, he was he brought it for sure, and then. Uh, also seeing IDOM too, which is another USA competitor. It looks like he's not actually with any sort of group, and he he's not sponsored. So it's like mm-hmm. just see him out there and just doing this thing on his own, you know, and being up there in the top eight, uh, you know, pretty cool, pretty cool. Yeah, you know, this is out of the games I've seen, both the 
days and all the tournaments I'm watching, I think Street Fighter V has a little bit more affinity towards me, and it's a game I'm going to actually start picking up and playing a little bit more on there. And, um, you know, quote-unquote, get good. I know I haven't talked to you yet, Kevin, but I wouldn't mind doing some, like, Friday Night Fights again and maybe getting our um, love for fighting games back up and up in the mix. And a few listeners want to join us in, uh, even online, even though I know sometimes some, uh, you know, uh, playing online is not exactly the best, depending on the uh, the lag and whatnot. But it's something to to think about. So, oh yeah, yeah, for sure, man, for sure. I just wish they bring Dudley back because I was like, that's like the one of the reasons why I stopped playing Street Fighter Five is I want to play as Dudley. <laughs> he's like my favorite Street Fighter character, and he's they did not bring him back. So it's like, uh um, I, 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 I think Street Fighter V mechanically is the best the game has ever been, but um, I think Capcom kind of fubbed the launch. Oh, and, yeah, with, and with games like Mortal Kombat stretching the boundaries of what a story storyline, a story game and a storyline in a fighting game can and should be, they've raised the bar substantially and uh, I think I I be I'm going to be interested in seeing what Street Fighter Six is going to look like because I'm pretty convinced that that they're if not in the early planning stages they're they're beginning that process of looking into what Street Fighter Six is going to look like and they really need to take some um, take some lessons from what uh, Mortal Kombat has done with regards to their content and how much content they pack into that fighting game. They, that, that has to happen. You can't just rely on, you know, well, we're the ones that gave you Ryu and Ken and Guile. That, that's not going to work. Uh, it's got to be, they have to put that same level of depth as the NetherRealm team has done with Mortal Kombat. Good deal. And then, um, the Tekken 7 finals on the last day on the finals was pretty bananas. Oh, man. Yeah. Just watching all the back and forth. And then Tekken's another game I could relate to since I've played it for so long myself on there and to be able to take a look at the high-level play of uh, Arshlan Ash, which was the eventual winner on there with his Kazumi. I mean, pretty much uh, <laughs> watching those Tigers, you know. And his out. Geese Howard was amazing, too. Yeah, he used geese out and man, that guy. And this is a dude that came from. Uh, I was what you know, getting the information from the from the guys ho- from the folks hosting the matches. This is a guy from Pakistan, and his only experience, from what I could ascertain from what they were saying about him, was literally online play. And that dude was was giving was giving masters classes in Tekken for people that have been like the best in that game for 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 many iterations of the Tekken series. He knocked out a lot of people, a lot yeah, of people. He wound up at the end, um, basically fighting me, which was like the prominent Tekken player, if I'm not mistaken, right? Along with uh, what Anakin. Anakin, knee, and there is an and there is another guy, but uh, Ash had demolished some other people in the pools that 
were longtime, you know, Tekken legends as well. And he never lost. He never lost from the beginning of this to the to the finals. And this is a guy playing from Pakistan, mostly online. Uh, I think they were saying that he had like some local get togethers, but he's in Pakistan and he was never it was really difficult for him to elevate his game beyond the people that he was playing with locally, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a testament to how dedicated he was to learning that game and, you know, getting one or two characters and mastering them, uh, uh, against, uh, in less than favorable, in a less than favorable environment, you know, both, you know, online and, and in the local scene from where he's from. So yeah, that was just awesome. Looking at what he's done. I mean, he went ahead and he won Evo Japan this year and then obviously won uh, Evo US as well mm-hmm. and Tekken 7. But uh, um, he was previously a, a prominent uh, King of Fighters uh, 13 and 14 player as well so probably there's more support for that in those uh areas because i know in the especially in the southeast asia area king of fighters is more prominent mm-hmm. as a game versus it here in the u.s on there so even though um you know snk is looking to bring that up a bit but you know after watching this it wanted me to play tekken 7 some more on there so it's definitely something i'm going to get back into yeah, or get into to begin with about the game on launch but you know just like you said kevin it was uh definitely something to where i needed something more to inspire me to start playing more so definitely i'll take a look at that and plus out of all the games that are on the evo stage this is more my speed because i love me some uh, you know um 3d fighters aka like virtua fighter tech in uh soul caliber as well so i'll have to definitely go back and take a look at that as well mm-hmm. see what happened with that but uh you're know, pretty much excited one thing i noticed too about watching the tekken finals too is that these players do switch back and forth uh, even though they don't have their main characters that they're not afraid to switch fighters if they want to have a tactical advantage if need be oh, in yeah. the situation so mm-hmm. which to me is kind of cool because i watch you know me switch from like you know from another character to devil Jin to back to another character it just depends on you know what they want to do to mix it up i guess so mm-hmm. yeah the uh that's often kind of like the the thing with higher levels of play when you're dealing when you're counting when you're when you're able to count frames and you know know all your your uh block strings that are that are going to leave you at negative frames and whatnot uh, the counter pick brings and it makes it is an even greater tactical can bring an even greater tactical advantage to you depending on how you respond to your opponent's moves. So, um, yeah, and it's done in all the games. Really, I really didn't see it done too much, um, like in Dragon Ball or in. Um, well, it was it was in Street Fighter. But for some games, there are just some characters that just hold the meta at that level of competition. So if you're not using them, you're even at a greater disadvantage. That, that's kind of sort of one of the things why I hope that, uh, and I'll, I'll, I'll say this, and 
uh, we'll continue to wrap this up. But that's one of the things that I hope that they wind up doing with Dragon Ball Fighters. I hope that they allow you to adjust the assists or give you a choice of assists with each player like uh, Marvel versus Capcom used to do. Because I think that will give give you even a greater variety at those high le- higher levels of play. Because once you get there, if you're competing at that at that area, um, it, it you know everyone's using Bardock, everybody's using uh, Goku, uh, Kid Goku, everybody's using Kid Buu, because those characters hold the meta. Those characters have either move sets or assists that are just above and beyond what the other characters on the roster can do that if you're at that level you're just you're you're hurting yourself if you're not using those characters and i think that's one of the things that needs to happen with regards to dragon ball fighters they need to give you the option or give characters a variable assist and let you choose which ones you want to use if they want to see a greater variety on on that main stage uh or or in competitive play in general A good deal. And then, did you have, happen to try, chance to watch the Super Smash Brothers finals? I did. I did. Okay. Any that comments was, on that? That was pretty good. That was pretty cool. Uh, I don't know the histories of, of Tweak and our MK Leo. Yeah. Uh, MK Leo, I know, is considered the best Smash player in the world. Uh, I want to say he got his start in uh, Smash Brothers Melee. And just kind of sort of dominated all the the the, the you know the, dominated the game from that point on. Uh, his uh, the guy that was competing against him, Tweak, was he's considered one of the best players. Period as well. Um, I know that during because he actually uh, he actually put MK Leo in losers if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Tweak did. And uh, he did that using uh, uh, Pokemon Pokemon Trainer. Yeah, I know. And that. Uh, Leo was using Joker, and Leo had a a mountain to climb because Tweak was uh, really kind of hitting him with getting him with those setups. There's the the different uh, the way I understand it is that um, uh, Pokemon Trainer. The different, the three different. I, I know one is one is uh, the, the 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 fire salamander lizard dragon looking thing. The other one is uh, Squirtle, and the other one is this other Pokemon that has like these vines as plant based. I can't remember the na- the names of the two, but Charizard is the the dragon one, and I can't remember what the vine one, the the plant based one is. But each one of those Pokemon are are to do a specific thing like you bring charizard in because his his smash is really strong so once you get the percentage up get the percentage up high you want to bring him in to to do the ko uh squirtle is what you want to use to uh build get damage in it squirtle doesn't as i'm remembering what the what the commentators were saying was that Squirtle doesn't have a good KO ability, but Squirtle is really good at building dam- per- percentage damage. 
and the one that has the plants has can control space really well. It's got he's got moves. Uh, his his neutral game, his aerial neutral and ground neutral, are really good. So each one of those three Pokemon do three different specific things, and you just have to know when to bring them in uh, to utilize to utilize those skills depending on the way the match is going. So I think it's uh, Bulbasaur. <laughs> Bulbasaur, okay. Uh, so it, you just, that was kind of the thing going in with that. And Joker, uh, from what I understand, is just kind of sort of OP. <laughs> uh, Joker's got really good. His, his smash is really good. His neutral is really good. He can cover the, uh, uh, the cliff, the hang, the, the hanging zones really well, um, it, it's it's just one of those characters that controls a lot of the meta in that game right now, um, and uh, I, I want to say bef- you know just just like uh, Fox McCloud did in so many variants of uh, Super Smash Brothers, I think that's kind of sort of what Joker is doing right now because uh, the meta is the meta is with him uh, with him and his move set in, in the competitive scene of that game. Good deal. You covered a lot more than what I noticed because it was um, having dinner at a, a German Hofbrau and trying to blow onto a horn, which <laughs> so it was, I was up to drinking beer and trying to relax after watching Evo for a number of hours, like nine hours, you know. So mm-hmm. Yeah, I was pretty um, much glued to it all weekend as much as I could be. Uh, I did not see any of the Samurai finals either. I kind of noticed them a little bit, but we're watching and waiting for the Windjammers final. And so Mm -hmm. it was at a separate area. So you'd have to comment too on this if you did watch. I see that infiltration did win the whole ball of wax. How did that bracket go? Was uh, Samurai kind of an eye-opener for you, Kev? It was, and I'm going to get the game. Um Definitely the meta is with uh, Genjiro. Uh, his, uh, and I'm, I'm still trying to figure out how some of the systems operate because I noticed that there's a move that you can do when someone's getting it, getting ready to do their, uh, their uh, what they call the weapon flip move where you get hit and you lose your weapon, kind of like in Samurai 2 when your weapon would explode and some guy would run out and throw out another weapon for you. Um, there's a move that you can do to like, uh, I think it's the rage burst that can basically make that move with, and I'm just, uh, I'm watching all this stuff kind of go down on that high level play. And it's like, uh, that, that is just one of those things where it, it is very meter centric. You have to monitor your meter, your meter uh, uh, extensively, and you have to be aware of your opponent's meter and what their options are before you just go in for one of those special moves. Uh, because bursting your your special move is going to whiff. If you burst, you lose your you lose that ability for the rest of the round. Um, so there's 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 definitely a, a risk and reward thing that that that's at play with that game. Um, I didn't realize this until listening to, uh, I was, I believe it, well, I want to say it was Giant Bomb, but it could have been a, another uh, podcast when they were going over their their impressions of Evo. Um, there's some 
controversy regarding uh, the winner of Samurai Showdown uh, infiltrate. Apparently, he was, and I couldn't tell based on what they were saying on on the podcast if he was kicked out of competing professionally uh, or or what, but. It, uh, infiltration uh, was arrested for domestic or domestic violence. Mm. Uh, I want to say last year in Japan, uh, where he's from, and there was at least on the part of some of the people on that show, there was like some real, I would say, expressed disgust for the fact that the fighting game community had welcomed him back. You know, I think they wanted they wanted the FGC to basically Chris Benoit him and just make him, you know, persona non grata. Um, I, you know, I don't know what happened. I don't know how his, you know, how the the how his case was adjudicated. But there's just a certain degree of um, animosity for from some people that infiltration was even allowed to compete because of yeah. what transpired last year. So Yeah, uh, I guess he's Korean and so this has to do with Korea and their court case and whatnot. So I yeah, I, I thought I thought it, it took place and well I could be wrong. I thought his I, I know he's Korean, but I thought his wife was Japanese. Yeah. And the alleged uh abuse took place somewhere in Japan. But I I, I could be mistaken. But um there's definitely some some beef with regards to certain aspects of the FGC and letting letting him come back and compete. So that was kind of sort of something that's kind of hanging over his uh, the first uh, Samurai Showdown uh, big tournament, uh, or at least at Evo uh, win. Uh, we'll see how we'll see how that goes from 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 this point on. But as far as the game itself goes, um, I watched a lot of the I watched a lot of the finals. Um, that game is very footsie centered. It plays a lot like Samurai Showdown Two, which, in my opinion, is very good. Um, it is not very combo heavy. The only thing that I kind of that kind of has me kind of scratching my chin is the how you monitor your meter and the fact that you're even if it's part of a combo uh going into a burst can't just like completely like negate your 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 weapon flip move which in my mind is kind of weird um but the game itself looks very good, and I'm definitely going to wind up buying it. But uh, but yeah, it, it was a good, it was a good showing overall. It was good to see Alex Valier uh, make it to the top eight. I want I want I want to say Alex broke. He got either fifth or fourth place, if I'm not mistaken. I can't remember which, but it's good to see him compete again. He's a guy in our age bracket who's still you know getting it getting it done. Uh, he built a business around fighting games and hosting tournaments in the Los Angeles area, which is pretty cool. Um, and definitely seeing Justin Wong up there competing too uh, was was really cool to see. Yeah, I know Infiltration. They stated that he's because of what happened. He can't compete on Street Fighter Five during the Capcom uh, Cup or any of the um, Capcom 
uh, Street Fighter V tourneys, at least for last year and this year. He has to wait until the end of Capcom Cup 2019 before he can go back and play Street Fighter V. So. Okay, so that's where the animosity came from. Okay, and then like, uh, okay, so I guess they were saying that uh, SNK or whoever was uh, kind of heading this tournament up for Samurai Showdown was not as uh, uh, observant of his transgression as... Well, you Capcom know, it's, it's, was, it's a new game anyway. I mean, it just came out a couple months ago. I mean, so. And obviously, Capcom wanted to make sure, especially with the allegations, I know if he's arrested for any other um, abuses or anything like that, he, we, he will get a lifetime ban. That's mm. the case, so. Well, I guess they were just saying that it seemed like SNK was tone deaf to what happened. Gotcha. Uh, with regards to him. So, you know. Yeah. You know. He served his time in court. I mean, I don't, I'm not condoning violence against your significant spouse or anything like that. But at the same time, you know, this game didn't come out until well after the incidents did occur. And the court case was already, you know, settled if need be. So, so I, I don't see any big deal about it, but I can understand both sides of the coin, you know, mm. so. On that. So well, that's pretty much Evo 2019 and the results at least. And then we'll talk. A little bit about some news that popped up during Evo. Uh, one thing that was kind of cool during the, at least the last night, uh, the Mandalay Bay um, thing is that they did have news between uh, particular events as far as different games that were uh, occurred on the main stage and some news that dropped on there. So we'll definitely cover that right now. Okay, I'm going to start off here. We'll talk about a few things that popped up. Uh, of course, just talking about the tournament itself, the Super Smash Brothers Ultimate Sets and Evo record for highest viewership on there. So on Twitch, uh, they had over 279,000 viewers for uh, Smash Brothers Ultimate on there, which pretty much uh, set records for Evo on there. Uh, so that was pretty cool on there that the Evo is getting that much prominence on there, you know, figuring what the Mandalay Bay um, event center was sold out. And that's a quite a big venue on there. So there's definitely people asking us while we're leaving after Tekken for tickets. And we had to tell them, sorry, but no can do on there. So they were checking IDs on the tickets, believe it or not. So <laughs> on that, but uh, good to see that, uh, you know, Super Smash is obviously very popular, and uh, the viewership, you know, peak viewership on Evo's mainstream was around uh, 133,000 uh, people this year. So, so good for Evo on that. Okay. It was also the game that had the highest number of com uh, uh, competitors, which typically uh, for Evo has been either Street Fighter 4 or Street Fighter 5 has always had, you know, a Street Fighter game, I'll say that, yeah. has always had the highest number of competitors. And I, th I want to say this is the first year where, uh, no, did, did Dragon Ball have, break, beat, I, I don't think, okay, I don't think Dragon Ball beat Street Fighter uh, last year or the year before, but I, I want to say that this is the first time that that's happened, at least recently. Uh, and it's kind of funny because 
the I can remember when uh, Smash Brothers was first announced to be part of Evo, and all of the hate that the F, that the FGC was giving that giving that game. I can't remember if it was Melee when if it was Melee or if it was one of the other earlier Smash games. Uh, oh man! It, oh, there's no way that they should let this in the Evo. Smash Brothers is not a real fighting game. Blah 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 blah. Well, uh, the high level competition has proven the has basically shut the naysayers up. Uh, Smash is definitely a fighting game with a high level of depth in his characters, but the, it can still also be enjoyed uh, in a party uh, casually, casual. Yeah party yeah. situation as well so uh i'm just happy that it, it that it, it it shut the fools up who were complaining about it being uh a part of evo anyway i just think that's uh that's hilarious a kind of a sweet success is often the best revenge and it's good to see that take place yeah and another thing that was more prominent this year evo 2019 is that uh, you had different countries that were represented uh, with some of the competitors uh, during the competition on there. So looking at the top three for all the main focus games, of course, uh, you had uh, opponents from, you know, USA, uh, Japan, uh, South Korea. But then also, too, you had some players from France, some players from the United Arab Emir Emirates on there, from Pakistan. Uh, from Mexico, France, so on and so forth. So uh, they did notate that, you know, that, you know, even the United Kingdom on there, so that there is more of almost like an Olympic type of atmosphere uh, with Evo this year, of course. And uh, taking a look, obviously, top eight finish for all the games. Japan secured 31 medals, USA 21, France 3, South Korea 3, Canada 2, Taiwan 2, UK 2, and then one each for countries like Brazil, Mexico, Pakistan, Singapore, uh, Spain, uh, UAE. So it's good to see that, uh, you know, this is becoming more of a worldwide focused event, like you were stating earlier, Kevin. So it's not just Japan on there. Now, one thing, I, watching this event you know, you had the uh, great um, tournament banter, the commentary from Markman, and I forgot what the other guy's name because I wasn't a witness to it uh, watching it live there at the event center. What's what's the other guy's name? The guy kind of Tasty all... Steve. No, Tasty Steve was uh, doing the bantering down, which I was going to comment on because were you when you were watching it the live stream. Were you watching Tasty Steve up on stage acting acting a fool, or was it just basically Mark Man and? It was Mark Man and uh, what's his name? Oh, I can't remember the other guy's name. Uh, Chin James Chin. Yeah, the hairy guy. Oh, are, are you? Are, oh, are you talking about? No, are you talking about Tekken? Or are you talking? I'm about, talking about Tekken. I'm talking Tekken. About Tekken. Oh, okay, yeah, that was Eris. Uh, okay. A R I. Yeah, that guy uh, with the beard. Yeah. Uh, Mountain man looking beard, yeah, that yep. guy, and uh, oh gosh, I can't remember his the other guy that was alongside with him. Well, Mark but, Man was doing it, right? No, it wasn't Mark Man. It was another guy. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. But uh, man, Tasty Steve was acting the fool during the whole time. <laughs> so I like Tasty Steve. You know, I I think he's like the 
he's almost like a like the like the WWE uh, WWE wrestler of the fighting game announcers. Yeah. Him and when it's Tasty Steve and oh, I can't remember this the other guy. Uh, uh, I want to say it, he the other guy is uh, from New York. Uh, I want to say he's a uh, Puerto Rican descent. When the two of them are together, it is the best play by play you will ever hear for a fighting game. Gotcha. Uh, I, I love here. I love hearing those in particular those two get together to commentate. Gotcha. All right, and then other news. Evo based, of course. Uh, Tekken Seven Season Three DLC characters were announced on there, uh, including Zafina and a new character, Leroy Smith, got announced on there. So, and uh, according to the roadmap, Leroy Smith, as well as another unannounced character and feature, will release in the winter. Another. New character and stage will fall in spring 2020. On top of the new DLC, there'll be free updates throughout the season. On there, these updates will include new moves for all the characters, play stats, display updated UI, expanded practice functionality, and my replay and tips on there. So, uh, so we'll have to see. Uh, they have had a history of debuting new characters at Evo. You know, this is, I think, uh, last year. They unveiled Negan from The Walking Dead, which I don't know how well he plays, but we'll have to see. Uh, Tasty Steve, I mean, not Tasty Steve, um, <laughs> Leroy Smith in particular looks like a pretty cool character design. And I know uh, that uh, Harada was a, you know, um, responsible for the character design for that particular uh, fighter on there. So, so any, any thoughts on the new editions uh, of Tekken 7? I like them. Um, I like Tekken Seven particularly. I've always ad- I've always admired Tekken as a series. I've just always sucked at it, so I, I don't play it. <laughs> and I I actually own Tekken Seven for a hot minute, but there are some uh, core fundamentals that if you can't get the grasp of, you're not going to be able to com- you're not going to be able to compete. And for me. Uh, I cannot do that dash with that that wave dash to save my life. Agreed. I've watched I have watched multiple tutorials on how to do it. I have I have given dang near given myself carpal tunnel trying to master that technique. I can't wave dash to save my life and therefore if you can't wave dash and you want to go online and and at least be semi competitive uh, if you don't have that wave dash down, you're just going to get destroyed. Mm-hmm. So I don't play Tekken yeah, <laughs> because I, I can't get that. I can't master yeah, it. I could never, out of all those 3D fighters, I just could, Tekken was the one I just could not. And they had the most interesting characters too, but I just could not do it. I was always more of a of a uh, Dead or Alive fan. So Dead or Alive, I could get. Virtual Fighter, I could, I could get most of the time. But Tekken, I just couldn't do it. I don't know what it was about it. Just couldn't do it. So I'm right there with you, Kev. Well, you know, you don't necessarily have to master it to enjoy it. You know, it's a thing. So, but no, well, you I mean, <laughs> you don't have to. But what I'm saying is, if it, you know, when I play fighting games, I play them because I want to go online and and actually compete, and uh, at least not just go online just to get slaughtered. You know, I have no, I have no problem losing. But if I'm losing because there's a technique that I can't get a hold of that is considered basic and wave dashing 
is considered a basic aspect of the Tekken system. I just can't do it. <laughs> and I've used the pad, I've used the joystick, and when there's an aspect or a mechanic that I cannot grasp in a fighting game, no matter how hard I try, it's just like, okay, I can still admire the game for what it is, and I definitely do admire Tekken for what it is. Um, I just can't play it. Yeah, <laughs> and I've just come to the I, you know, like uh, uh, Clint Eastwood said, a man's got to know his limitations. Uh, I I know mine, and but that doesn't mean that I can't admire uh, the skill and the mechanics of said game. I just don't play it. Yeah, and that, that's a that's a great question though to ask the, our listeners. Like, is there a fighting game out there? that that you just can't get like there's just something about the fighting game because one of the things that i always struggled with is is juggling in um in the in, in the in the new fangled you know capcom versus this and capcom versus that you know for some reason i just can't like air juggles like that's some that's really hard for me to do um but yeah that's a really good question like to listeners you know send us an email or or you know record something send it to us on the vessel line you know let us know what is a fighting game out there that you just for whatever reason there's a mechanic in it or something you just can't get i would love to hear that you know could make us all feel you know that much more special <laughs> and it's like another one uh while we're on, well, on that that topic briefly for me is dead or alive uh there are moves that characters can do that seemingly should once they are blocked should be you know kind of what i was what i was i can't remember if it's plus or negative but where the person that executes the move that is blocked uh is at a disadvantage where a counterattack can be and i think okay i've got an opening to go in nope it's still that it's still the other guy's turn and it's like i you know and it's like well wait a minute how is this person able to do that when he's still within the frames of the move that was just executed I, I i don't understand that and you know dead or alive is another one of those games where i just can't get a hold of the uh when i you know when when is when are your active frames done <laughs> so that so that there can be a counterattack done you know and, and obviously there's there's you know tutorials and and videos and whatnot uh focusing on certain characters that will show you that will show you all that but for me visually when i see say kasumi doing her you know her knockback move or something and it's blocked and i say okay this is my time for a counterattack, and she's smacking me upside the head it, in my mind visually i can't make that connection so that, that that's just another one another one of the uh, my my fighting game uh, uh, idiosyncrasies, I guess you call it. Good deal. All right, and then other news at the show, uh, there was a new Guilty Gear trailer that was shown later on in the show on Sunday on there. So uh, there is a teaser trailer for that game. Uh, yeah, I didn't get a chance to really watch it, but uh, any thoughts, Kevin? I know you watched it and were very excited by it. I was very interested in this game. Um, it's got scene transitions, um, which is new to Guilty Gear. Um, 
one of the things uh, and I, I and it in Guilty Gear has always been a beautiful game. You know, since the first one came out, it was what 19, 1997, 1998, something like that. Yeah. Um, it's always been a beautiful game, well animated. Uh, but what I'm most excited about is that they're changing, they're taking a risk, and they're changing the systems, the fight systems involved in this game. So I'm really interested to see if they are going to be pulling. I mean, I, I'm sure they're going to be pulling from other games, both in the Arc System Works uh, wheelhouse and possibly from other franchises. Or if they're going to try and come up with something completely unique uh, with regards to Guilty Gear. So I, this is the type of thing that I like to see in all games. Uh, I like to see risks being taken. Even if those risks don't always pan out, the fact that the uh, developer is willing to take them with such a beloved franchise, uh, I think is very important. Because it keeps, it keeps the series fresh, keeps it from getting stale. Um, and I, they are like the, as far as I'm concerned, they are the 2D masters right now. Uh, they're, even though they're, all the characters are 3D, they look like they're hand-drawn 2D. It, you know, I mean, Dragon Ball Fighters is, is still, in my opinion, the best-looking 2D fighting game out there right now. Because it looks like the freaking cartoon. <laughs> you know, it, it, it. it even though those those characters were modeled in 3D, they have a very 2D look to them, and that is something that Arc System Works has just been able to master. Um, I wish other fighting games would go back to that style, but that's a whole other discussion for a whole other episode. But still, yeah. yeah. Well, we were talking. I had the chance to just watch the trailer real quick, and it looks very artistic, very cool. So mm -hmm. they definitely take a look at that. So, any thoughts, Desmond? Not particularly, <laughs> but, but not particularly, but but thank you. <laughs> no problem. Just want to make sure you're still alive out there. Buddy. I'm alive. Just listening. <laughs> All right. Good deal. All right. And next news story to talk about, Samurai Showdown DLC was highlighted at EVO. Two new characters were revealed on there. Uh, so they have a new character for each month on there. Uh, Rimruru is coming in August. Uh, Sh Shuzumaru Hisame, which is the uh, Umbrella Boy, is coming out in mm -hmm. September. That will be free to everyone. Uh, Basara is coming out in October. Uh, Kazuki Kazuma. And then Wanfu is coming out in December on there. So one per month on there. So, so it looks good on there. Um, you know, I, I out of the five, I mean, I, I like... Uh, Shuzumaru, Basara, you know, Wanfu, they're all up up in the business <laughs> to me on there. So, and then yeah, if you did get a chance, the season pass was for free uh, for the first five days upon release, and anyone could have queued it up on PlayStation Network to be able to get that queued up. Yeah, I did on that. There, or on Xbox. I forgot this game is also on Xbox One. So, <laughs> I don't think Xbox One gets a lot of uh, fighting game love, though, unfortunately. So, Mm. Yeah, they they I it, I was really uh, interested to see what game what characters that they were going to add to Samurai Showdown, and uh, I think this is a great this is a great start. Okay, I think it's a great start. I like all those characters that they've brought in. 
Also, too, they did um, have a uh, logo shown for King of Fighters 15 on there, so they did announce that the game is on its way on there. They did officially confirm the game's coming out in the West. Everyone at the show was happy once they showed it. Um, King of Fighters 15 will be running on Unreal Engine 4 mm. on that, so we'll have to see how well that goes on there. I know they're also working on a new Metal Slug as well as a new Neo Geo console on there, so I'll have to see what SNK does come up with on this thing. So, on the excited for King of Fighters 15 after uh, I know the mediocrity of 14. Uh, I want to be. I'll put it that way. I want to be. Uh, King of Fighters 13. I wish they would go back to. I know they're not. I know that's hand drawn, cell shaded stuff. I know they're not going to go back to that, especially after announcing that it's going to be running on Un- Unreal Engine 4. But King of Fighters uh, 13 had some of the best character designs for that series, at least since 96, in my opinion. And the the mechanics, while difficult, were were very rewarding. Um, I just and I I I and, and the the really really the thing that why I didn't get into get I didn't get into fourteen was because the characters were so some of the characters were just whack. I mean, some of those people should have been in uh, World Heroes. They would have made it would have made more sense to have them in World Heroes. I mean, you got one dude in a pimp jacket whose special involves rocking you to sleep. I I I, I mean. To me, that's just not King of Fighters. That that that's something that I would expect craziness that I was expect to see in a World Heroes game, and I really hope that they get. I want to say, you know, I hesitate to say serious or quote unquote realistic when you got dudes throwing fireballs and beams out of their hands at each other, but I don't want to see some eighth grade cheerleader. In, in a in a in a in a school swimsuit as one of the characters I, I I'm just I'm just over that I I really I if they would just make King of Fighters 15 focus mostly from characters from Garou, uh characters from like from 90 from 95 through 98 you know bring some of the characters from 13. And just left it at that, I'm cool. But I don't want to see cheerleaders and pom-poms and, you know, teenage girls with headphones dressed as pirates. I I, I don't want to see that in, in the next King of Fighters. But oh, I have man. a feeling that that's exactly what we're going, I'm going to see. So. We'll see. I don't know. You know, to each his own. I mean, if, if Rasputin and Mudman and Captain Kidd all showed up in King of Fighters 15, I'd probably be excited for it. So. Muscle power, man. Number one. But you know what? I can see them in King of Fighters. I can't see the characters, some of those other characters that they had in 14 in a King of Fighters game. It, it's oh. just, it's just, uh, it, in my mind, in. I just can't, I just can't, I just can't see it. I I'll can't play see 14. It, so. I never played 14. Tell the God's honest truth. So, so I. I mean, it, particularly and... the pimp who rocks you to sleep in his special. That is just. When I saw that, I said, "I'm done." 
I can't rock with this. He's like, <laughs> this dude, literally, you this can't dude, rock with this. This dude, this, yeah, literally. <laughs> this dude is rocking Keo to sleep as part of, no, bro. Nah, nah. <laughs> can't do it. All right. Yeah, other news at the show, um, Arc System Works did announce that there is an update to Undernight in Birth. So it's Undernight in Birth EXE Late colon CL-R is the newest port of Undernight in Birth EXE Late uh, colon ST on there. So, which was an updated version of Undernight in Birth EXE Late, which is the PS3 update of Undernight in Birth for arcades. So going all the way back to 2012 on there. So uh, what's going to be with the game is going to be some a new character, new recalibrations, all sorts of other new stuff. It is coming out in early 2020 on that. So, any excitement for this, Kevin? I know you've dabbled with this game a bit. I've dabbled with it. Its its systems have uh, been a bit of a challenge for me to grasp, grab hold to. Um, one of the things that is kind of and, and it's it's kind of the thing with anime games in general. Sometimes it's it's not a big deal, but other times it is. And in my opinion, it's kind of a big deal with Under Night and Birth. Once you get caught into a combo, it's hard to get out of one. And that's kind of where the... I mean, I, I, I definitely believe that a game should reward you for having superior play. Uh, but some of these combos are dang near TODs. It's just touch of death with some of these characters if you know what you're doing. And I'm not, I'm not talking about high-end EVO final four competitive level stuff either i'm just talking about stuff that you'll you know that you'll run into just online um so i'm cautiously up optimistic it'll be interesting to see if they make some adjustments to uh some of the how how you're comboed uh, and how you can your options for getting out of it or uh how you can uh, counterattack. So I'll I'll be I'll be observing. Yeah, see what comes up with with the uh, with with this uh, latest rendition. Good deal. And then also mentioning too, Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle as a version 2.0. We mentioned earlier in November. It's called the version 2.0 and the expansion pack will be released on November 21st. 25 bucks. It'll add nine new fighters to the roster, including Yumi from Senran Kagura, Estelle versus uh, Neo Paul Tin from Ruby, and also a character from, I'm assuming it's an anime. I've never seen this guy before, but the Itazuki Blitzkampf, which is Itazuki plus the Blitz Tank. On there. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that character at all, Kevin, or not. The kind of I am not. With- what's going on there, but basically this uh, crazy looking anime character looks like straight out of World War II comes with a, a tank. playable playable tank. <laughs> yeah. There, so. Yeah. And uh, so, so version 2.0 will also bring a new scenario, new character interactions, and several new colors on there. So they all have a also a free balance adjustment for all users of the game. So if you don't buy the characters, you'll still get that dropped into to your game on that. So it uh, looks cool. Uh, any thoughts about going back to that game, Kev, or you think you might might dabble back into it? Um, I may dabble back into it once 2.0 drops because there are supposed to be some mechanics changes that are going to be a part of that. 
my biggest complaint with cross tag battle was that you know just like I was mentioning um, uh, with uh, under night and birth where you know TODs can can happen uh, pretty easily um, in this game uh, it seems like you can get out of trouble uh, a little too easy. Um, there's like, I want to say there's a move where you hit two, two buttons together, which is kind of like your get off me move, but it also sets up combos. Um, and it, I I just, I just really didn't really wasn't feeling the, the system mechanics on the, um, when the game initially launched. So I, I, cause I bought it and I played it. Uh, spent some time in uh, the training mode. I don't know if those things changed over time. I don't know if they did, but I'll take another look at it once 2.0 drops and see what, uh, you know, check out YouTube and see what those who have been very active with the game uh, up until that point and see what they say, observe some of the new systems, and if I dig it, then I'll jump back into it. I definitely bought it, so I mean, I'll come down to your place and you could teach me how to play. How about that? Well, if you're looking, if you're looking for me to teach you how to play that game, you're looking at the wrong person because, like I said, I played it, I did the training, and I just noticed that some of those, like that that two button, uh, get out of jail free card, which is what I would call it, was just way op, and so I I took it back and I, I just stopped playing. Um, I had bought a couple of the characters, kind of uh, sight unseen you know, when they when they announced them, and I just I just really could not get into the to, to that system that to that game system, uh, so I just I passed. But I'll, I'll see what I'll, like I said, it, for me for me fighting games it, it's great. You know I'll play any fighting game in a in a casual uh, situation with friends. But, you know, your friends are not always going to be available when you want to play. Oh, for sure. And so then you're going to have to either fight the computer all the time or you're going to have to take that online. And if I can't, if I can't vibe with the systems, then I just can't, I just can't, I can't spend that money and buy the game and, and have it. Even though I may like the characters, may like the design, may like a bunch of stuff about the game. If I can't vibe with the actual mechanics, then it's not going to do me any good in the long term. So that's kind of sort of where I am when it comes to fighting games. Gotcha. All right. And also other news that got leaked prior to EVO, uh, Street Fighter V has three new characters with their next expansion coming out. And uh, it is going to be E-Honda, Lucia, and Poison on there. So uh, looks cool. Kind of cool that the Honda's coming back. On there, Poison obviously has been a favorite uh, throughout the years as well. On there, I think Lucia is what uh, related to Final Fight in some way. I think Final Fight Three. Yeah, yeah, Final Fight Three. Yeah, related to Cody, I think in some. Uh, a she's a police officer. I don't think she's related to Cody. Yeah, it might she be. might be related to Kobe. I don't, Cody, I don't know, but it's gotcha. either a friend or a. Something. She's. I think she's a friend of Cody. Gotcha. Okay. All right. But they all look cool, and uh, something I'll be getting into for sure. 
mm-hmm. on there. So, um, any thoughts, Kevin, on Street Fighter V's new characters? Um, I've seen the gameplay on all three. Uh, they all seem to play very interesting. Uh, e Honda is uh, uh, probably, in my in my opinion, the most mechanically interesting of the group. But I, I want to play Dudley, gotcha. <laughs> and that's why I, that's why I don't I, I don't have that game right now. I want to I want to play as Dudley, and hopefully. He'll be back with if they, if they if they keep the mechanics of five. Uh, even though I would love to see them go back to the two D hand drawn art of say something like Street Fighter three, I'm old school. I'm an old man. I like my hand drawn, uh, you know, uh, pixels. Sorry, that will always be Street Fighter to me. Street Fighter two, Street Fighter two Turbo, Super Turbo. Uh, Street Fighter 3, that's always going to be the way Street Fighter should look to me. But if they keep the mechanics and keep the look of 5 and just let me play as Dudley, I'll be back. (laughs) That's basically what it boils down to. Gotcha. And last but not least, there was a drop for Soul Calibur 6. On that, they did announce Cassandra as being the last character for the current season pass. And they did announce that they are doing a season two, which uh, one of the characters that was revealed was Hoamaru from Samurai Shodan, and everyone at the arena gave that a nice pop on yeah. them. So, so looks cool, and I will be definitely getting into some Soul Calibur six action on there because of it. On that, so I've always threatened to play this game. I own it. I own the collector's edition, and <laughs> you know, it's just. Finding the time, you know, so I'll definitely uh, dig into it. I know you played this for a little bit, right, Kev? Or did you never even pick it up? I don't, I can't remember if I picked it up or not. Okay. I honestly don't, I honestly don't remember. But uh, once the, because it's also, they're supposed to be changing some mechanics in in this too. It's supposed yeah. to be fairly substantial. So uh, I will probably be back once that, once once that drops because i've always enjoyed that's one probably the one 3d fighting game where i don't really have a complaint about it as soul caliber yeah, I, I, I think it's i think it's move set is is it's very deep uh it's core mechanics base mechanics uh, the sidestep that you can do is, is you don't have to be you don't have to put your give give yourself carpal tunnel to do no wave dash and none of that <laughs> stuff. Uh, I, that is the one three D f- and you don't have to have a PhD in one character uh, <laughs> in order to be able to play it competently. So that is the one three D fighter that I really don't have any complaints about. So it's just like I just did not make the time, find the time, make the time to really play it. Yeah. So I'll be back once season, once season, uh, what, two or three, two, two, two. season two yeah. drops. So I'll be back then. Yeah. And it's pretty actually decently priced too, just in case of people out there looking at the bottom end, as far as Mune, you know, you could go buy it new for 30 bucks and go look online and you could get the uh, ship for uh, 20 bucks too. So it's something to keep in mind on there. It's pretty, easy point of entry so hopefully you know if any of our discussions tonight about evo and fighting games if you guys want to play with us learn with us school us or you know kick our ass you know who knows but uh 
that concludes the news section on there of our evilicious uh, episode here. So, well, all right. Thank you so much. I'm glad you guys had a had a fun time there at at Evo. Hopefully, God willing, and the creek don't rise, as the old folks say. I will be there for Evo 2020 to observe and hang out and have a lot of fun. So, contact. You can reach us at gamingvessels at gmail.com if you have any questions, concerns, comments about gaming, the gaming industry, or our take on it and want to express your opinions. Or if you'd like to actually be on the show, you're going to want to send your email there to gamingvessels at gmail.com. Social media, I'm on Twitter at shownuff 71 that's S-H-O-N-U-F-F, the number 71. PlayStation Network, I am shownuff 7 same spelling, the number 7. On uh, Xbox Live, I am shownuff 71 again, same spelling with 071. shownuff 71 on Steam, and uh, not yet online with Nintendo as of yet. I, but, so... To, to be updated once that takes place. Uh, so, Dez, where can the fine folks get a hold of you? You can uh, contact me at uh, PS4. Oh, someone screeches outside my window. Sorry about that. Um, I don't know if you heard that. But, uh, uh, again, uh, PS4, you can contact me. Uh, N-E-M-O-T-G-G-R. It's Nemo Tigger. Or you can find me on uh, Twitch at the Nemo 6 T-H-E-N-E-M-O-S-I-X. Hope to hear from you. All right. Joe, where can they find you? Okay. Twitter is at Joe Fongul, J-O-E-F-O-N-G-U-L. Uh, PSN, Nintendo, and Steam. You can find me under the username Kamunagara, K-A-M-U-N-A-G-A-R-A. And then, uh, just so happened, if I do sign on to my Xbox, you can find me at Mr. Fongul, capital M-R, capital F-O-N-G-U-L. Yeah, if you do want to play on Xbox... Give me a holler. I can need an excuse to turn on that thing. So, oh, yeah, I'm, I forgot. I'm on Xbox too. This is this is Desmond. I'm on Xbox under uh, the Nemo Six as well. But it's but it's number six on that one. So hopefully you can. Again, I mean, if you want to play, we can definitely play. It's just we usually play on our PS4. So yeah, I mean, I got Games Pass up to ten million years from now. So I mean, I got to take advantage of it. Maybe we'll see. <laughs> All righty then. Well, folks, we thank you for joining us for season for season five, episode five, our evo- evolutionary evolutionist Evo take on uh, that the world's biggest fighting tournament. Hope you enjoyed uh, this discussion for Des the Bay Area Terror and for Trader Joe the Food Max of Gaming, who will maximize your gaming dollar. I am Kevin, aka Shonuff Seventy One, and we'll be back next time. Peace.